Here we go. I'm milling about with the ladies of Good Posture. I'm just going to go around and everyone say hello. Hello from Emily Mortimer. <laughs> hello from Dolly Wells. <laughs> hey <laughs> from Grace Van <laughs> Good day. You guys have been going a long time, right? It's been You're a long day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Grace is in a purple velvet suit and looking really hot, so you have to know that. Well, we're going to take a photo afterwards. I'm going to go back and get my phone, which I left in the other room. So you guys are buds, right? You know each other a long time. How many years? Forty-five years. I don't know. No. Well, since we were zero. Yeah. So since we were babies, we've known yeah. each other. So that's more than 45 years. I'm not saying how many. That's not nearly as many as that. Yeah, we've known each other since we were children. Our fathers knew each other. Um, they were both writers and sort of moved in the same scene. And Emily and I knew each other as babies. Apparently, we were met at a party. And then when we were about seven, we went on a skiing holiday together and have been friends ever since. Did you know then that you would be working together yes. in at seven? Yes. Yes. You knew at seven right. as you were going down the we slopes. Did collaborate at seven. We did a we did a long long we did a couple of plays, but one of them was mainly consisted of us acting out a soap opera in England called Coronation Street. Do you know about Coronation Street? I do. Yeah. Where we pretended to drink pints of beer in a pub, Which and was, yeah. I, what did I kept it saying? Was, oh, I don't really know. And I Which, say, yeah, there were two lines. The whole thing it was. Oh, Vera! And you'd say, I don't, don't really know. know. That was pretty much all that and was then we'd all. Drink our beer. And then we would say to our parents, so embarrassing and spoiled, we'd be like, um, we're going to be downstairs um, in the sitting room just doing this play. If anyone wants to come and look at any point, we'll just be doing it. And we're sort of waiting. <laughs> okay. And how old are you with the time? Seven. Seven. Yeah. Oh, that's great. When did you get your start? You were also kind of young, too, right? My first job was when I was eight years old, yeah. Um, But then there was a big gap in between that, um, and then I started working again professionally after high school. What was your job at eight years old, pray tell? It was on The Sopranos. No. Yeah, it was awesome. Just, it was just that tiny little show <laughs> that nobody knows so about. Little, yeah. Um, it was amazing. It was inspiring for sure. Did you sit on James Gandolfini's lap? Was he nice to you? <laughs> he was amazing. He was my dad directed a lot of the episodes, so he was a good friend of my dad's and an amazing man. Um and watching him transform was was what got me into acting. It was What did you do in the in in the, in the series? I've actually never watched it. I've never I mean I've seen my You're not allowed to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Still not allowed. Um but I play um, Ponte Corvo's daughter, the guy who hangs himself in um, his garage. Um, spoiler. Spoiler. You know, for <laughs> going back to watching it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I had a small part where I watch him, like, you know, yell at my brother or something. But I just remember loving being on set and thinking it was so fun and wanting to do it. Yeah, are you involved in the prequel at all? Is is I'm your dad? Not. My husband is the star of the prequel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. nice. yes, Alessandro Nivola yes. is is on the set as we speak, and is in it with his big hair and his his pinky ring and his like medallions. Is he a different person since he's been doing the role? Is he coming home with it, so to speak? 
A kind of a little bit, yeah. He's got he's got he's got quite buff, <laughs> and he's got big hair, and he's um, he's definitely yeah he's getting quite Italian, um, but no, he's loving it. He's having he's having an amazing time. What's uh, what's the part that he's playing? Well, I think it's just so secret. I don't know that I'm, I'm... Well, maybe it isn't, but I'm so scared to say in case I'm the one that just screws the whole thing up for him. <laughs> it would not be cool. So I can't risk telling you, but he's, it's, it's a fantastic part. Ah, I can't <laughs> wait. I re, I'm revisiting, actually, from episode one, the entire season. Did Alessandra do that? Yes. Is, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We all, we've all been watching it and just marvelling. It's so good. It's amazing. And yeah. Now you're very much into books, right? And so your your character in Good Posture is an author. And I'm just wondering, have you ever written or thought to write a book? Um I did think to write a book. I did think to write a book years ago and I did sort of nearly write it, but then I didn't. About it was gonna be about um Oh, I don't know, it's too boring. It was about Olga Knipper, yes, exactly. It was about Olga Knipper, who was Chekhov's wife, and um, uh, and about a young girl going to Moscow. and get, I, was, I studied Russian at college. So, yes, I, I, but writing has definitely been a big part of my life, and, um, and my dad was a writer and a novelist, and so Doll's um, character was definitely something that I felt... Well, well she, too, has had this literary background, because... Her dad was a writer, and um, and we, need, we 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 all have known lots of writers growing up, and and so it, it definitely didn't feel like too much of a stretch to have to play this this character. Uh, we used to come down in the morning for breakfast, and m- when my sister was a baby, and I was m- I'm much older than my sister, and he would have written to himself in the in the magnetic letters on the fridge, you know that. The alphabet letters. He would. He get. He used to get up at five and write until lunchtime. And but he would write notes to himself, like for God's sake, write you bugger. You know, get on with it. Um, in the letters on the fridge. So yeah, it was kind of. It was very familiar. What I loved about this movie is the fact that you're actually writing. Pray tell with a pen on a piece of paper. Yeah. So um, where is that journal now? Did, did somebody snag it? It's a good idea. I think I have it, but you should have, you it. have it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I you it. should have it. Um, I think it's. God, I hope it's in my bookshelf. You shot this in Brooklyn, yes. Yes, in Bedsty. You're, and you live in Brooklyn, yes? We all live in Brooklyn. Oh, Emily whoa. and I are directly live next to each other. So you literally rolled out of bed in the morning yes. to do... Yes. Yeah. Yes. Pretty, pretty <laughs> I nice. walked. I could walk to and from work. It was heaven. It would take me about six minutes. Um, yeah, so it was great. Did you take over that coffee shop? Was that... Yes. Yeah. Well, we did for... Yeah, the days that we had it, we were allowed, We had the whole coffee shop. And we'd use it as a couple of different locations because we used it for the scene where Grace has lunch with her father and his girlfriend and then we used it for the place that she gets the job at the end. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. What is that coffee shop? It's called Playground um, and it's on... Um, you, don't, you don't go to the Playground coffee shop. She doesn't live in... She lives in Brooklyn, but she lives in a different neighbourhood from me. Uh, Brooklyn's. I'm from Canarsie, oh, which is like yeah. south. So yeah. it's Brooklyn's Brooklyn. big, man. <laughs> Huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now speaking of music, you actually had to play the ukulele in this. Yeah. And Emily, your face when it was like, get that, get that thing away from me. <laughs> so obviously, you're not very musical, right? I'm totally. Um, it's tone deaf musical. I mean, I'm really like people in my home ask me to not sing when I start to sing. And in fact, I've suddenly got rather sort of. I feel like there should be a whole sort of 
Me Too movement or whatever the equivalent is for people that have been shamed about singing because I, I think it's like a human right singing. I agree. And when you get told that you're not good at it, which I have to been told ever since I was little, I think it's just so mean. And it's, I, it's like being told you're not good at breathing or something. And so I found, I mean, Grace not to pit them against each other, but Grace is a very good singer <laughs> and very good at playing instruments. But I genuinely found, and I couldn't tell if it's because, I'm talking so loudly now, but if it's because she's my best friend, I've known her forever, that I was very moved by her singing because she was singing. I and actually, singing. it was I really good. It was genuinely in tune. It's really going to make me cry. Yeah, but it was really, really sweet. So when I was watching so them sweet. singing, because there is actually, she's right, it's quite primal singing. <laughs> like just, no, but it is to stop people from singing. It's I think magic. it's like, yes. there was something about them yeah, singing together good. that because she didn't have other people being mean to her I know exactly what she's talking about <laughs> the same thing and it was just it was very very moving it was part of you know I think they had wonderful chemistry together but also it was like that was why they were singing beautifully together mm-hmm. and I was pathetic but I was crying watching them and I thought okay yeah. so tell me about your musical talents I don't really play any instrument seriously but I I've played guitar for for a long time but only really taught myself and have learned from my dad playing and um, just kind of I love playing everything but I don't really know how to play anything either <laughs> but the song we played in the movie was a very easy song and um, did you had to learn you had to learn the song for the movie yeah yeah and the song is so pretty it's so beautiful what a lovely it's song Karen O who is just and also a brilliant singer and a brilliant songwriter but also a really cool woman mm-hmm. so it felt really awesome that um that they were singing her song. And also, like, Emily, maybe, because she was singing a million other things, didn't quite do her homework of learning the words, which worked perfectly. Which was, perfect. which was so perfect, because Julia... You can always have someone dub, right? Dub yeah. your singing. I never have dubbed. I thought her singing genuinely was really lovely. I thought both of it. So I liked her not knowing the words quite, because it would have been too filmy. Like, believably, a woman writing, hearing someone singing, you'd get bits of it, but you wouldn't be able to sing the whole song. <laughs> Now your daughter made her music video debut, yes? Oh so God. she's musical. <laughs> she's so she is a phenomenon. I took her to the I took her to the premiere. She's called May, right? And May Navola, but she her second name is Rose. But she never uses, no one ever says that name, but you know, it's her second name. But anyway, we went to the premiere and there were a couple of people this was in Germany. It's a German it was a film that has I guess it has come out here, but anyway, it's made by German people, and it was the German premiere, and there were a couple of people that asked for her autograph because they knew that she'd done a song, in <laughs> and she signed her name, M. Rose. M. Rose. I was like, oh my gosh, what is happening? <laughs> She's nine. She's amazing. She said, Mom, I signed my name, M. Rose. I was like, why? She said, I don't know, I just thought it sounded good. So I was like, what? <laughs> She is. She's amazing. She's an amazing young girl, and she's really close with my little sister named June. So May and June are gonna. Yeah, they're gonna. They are gonna. Is there a July somewhere in in the mix? In the neighborhood. (laughs) So all your kids know one another. Yes. And they're all best friends. My kids, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty much though, June. I'm 15 years older than my little sister, so. Yeah, but that's similar as well because M's twelve years older than her little sister. There's all yeah. these yeah. mirroring. Yeah. <laughs> and my daughter and M's son are best friends. They're um, going to go into raining together in the summer across Europe, get, taking lots of trains and staying in hostels oh and things. Gosh, and so cute. Oh, that's I know, great. I know. 
Tell me about your production company. Um, I love I love how like names are, are found. Like, is it a personal story, King B? Oh, oh well, it was just this song that um, that. Uh, Alessandro used to play when we first got together, but I have a feeling he played it to lots of girls. I don't know. It's, it's like, it's, <laughs> you know, I'm a King Bee baby buzzing around your hive, and then the Rolling Stones did a cover of it, but I'm now completely blanking, and it's only because I've got Alzheimer's because I really do know the name of this person. You have some timers. It's some timers. Some timers. Yes. My, it's called. Yes. Because I know that. What is it? Sometimes? It's sometimes. It's not like completely losing it. It's just occasionally your brain. Yeah. My mom has a friend that used to say um, when people, she'd say, I suffer, suffer terribly from craft. And you'd say, what is that? And she'd say, can't remember a fucking thing. <laughs> John Rubenstein told me that joke. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Anyway, um, wait, but I can't even remember what we're talking about. The, kit, the song, King Beat. Yeah, so yeah. It was, uh, that's, that's where it comes from. But I need to remember the name of the, um, when I'm over my um, sometimers, I need to remember the name of the original singer, but the Rolling Stones did a cover of it. Oh, yeah. So you're doing a film now based on a book as well for your next project, yes? Um, yes. <laughs> Look It is a book that I got the rights to through... Um, we have a deal with E1 Studios, a, a first look overhead deal, and I got the rights to this book that, that with them, with their help. And, um, yeah, we're developing it as a, as a sort of six-episode something for, for television. And I also have to quickly ask you that you're also redoing your father's series. Yes. So is that, there a lot of pressure involved in something like well, that? Well, we didn't, yeah, Rosie and my sister and I, who were writing it together, did not realize that. And then somebody said something about it, not us, but someone said something about it. And it came out and, I mean, I've never had so many, like, press requests. And, like, I didn't realize. I thought that, because he wrote it years ago. He's been dead for 10 years. And it, I, I hasn't been on the television for, like, 30 years or something. But... It was a big deal, I guess. Rumpel of the Bailey, yeah. It was, and um, and so I don't know. Maybe we're being idiotic trying to bring it back, but it does feel like a really nice way of honouring him and and rereading all these stories again and and looking at the original series. It's just like it was so good. So if we can in any way do justice to it, then it's it's worth it. But it's it does feel like it does feel like quite a lot of pressure. Yes. Are you updating it for like modern times? Yeah, okay. yeah, we're updating it for now. We're making Rumpole. Well, I don't know whether I should say that. I'm not going to say that yet. But um, anyway, but I'm also really enjoying working with my sister. Um, and I, I, I just have such a close relationship with her, even though she's 12 years younger. We're so close, and I can remember it's so funny seeing Grace and Jean together because the, 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 it's really 13 years between us, me and my sister, and it's, it's a similar thing. And just thinking, my God, I remember when my sister was a little baby, and I was like babysitting and taking her around, and and now we're the same. Right. And and I can't it's wait so for that cool. age where it like levels out, and then you can really relate. Yeah, and, and she had a. Her oldest kid is the same age as May, exactly, two days different. So we have kids who are the same age, which is just so crazy. It's trippy. It's trippy, but it's so lovely. And she's totally, you know, one of my best friends in the world. So I feel very lucky to get the chance to sort of do this thing with her and, you know, talk about our dad all day, which is so nice. Cool. And you're going to work with your sister anytime? She's a model, right? You have a model sister? Yeah, I have a sister two years younger who's modeling and also acting. She just had her Law & Order episode come out last night. Now she's, she's, Um, that's it? Yeah, I know. Done. And then my seven-year-old sister just did a movie, um, a short film with my boyfriend who, who wrote and directed it 
and she's the star of it, and she's and amazing. And a little it. tiny part in it. Yeah, I know. It's it's and yes, yeah, <laughs> have a little part in it. Tell me about it's it. It's so great. It's it is kind of based on June, my little sister, who's wild and a crazy <laughs> character and amazing. Um, and I actually did hair and makeup for the short, so I did work with her kind of. <laughs> But it's great, and I can't wait for everybody to see it. Because What's it called? It's really special. It's called Youngest. You're also a theater person. I saw you in Mother of the Maid. Oh, oh my God. Oh. Amazing. Oh my Amazing. God. Thank you. Are you going to return to the stage? I think I need a little break after that one. Um, heavy. It was heavy. Oh, yeah. But amazing. Theater is so... It feels so much more rewarding than than a lot of film and it's just a completely different experience and takes a toll on you so I I definitely will wait for the the thing I'm obsessed with to dive back into it but I love it and it's you can't you can't compare that feeling to anything I can't imagine what your dreams were like playing Joan of Arc for like you know <laughs> intense it was so ridiculous was that I took my daughter who's nearly 17 to watch Grace and see the play and we were really loving it and Everybody in the whole world knows what happens to Joan of Arc, but I got summertimes, whatever it's called, Alzheimer's, summertimes. Sometimes, I like that better. Summertimers. I was like, what is that? But anyway, I got that. And while we were watching it, it was so bizarre and embarrassing. We were watching the first half, and I was like, and Elsie went, Does anything really terrible happen? And I said, No, 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 it's completely fine. I think something might happen to the brother. I have no idea why I thought that. And then about, yeah. ten, and then about ten minutes later, I was like, oh my, oh my God, I'm sorry, I'm completely wrong. Something awful is going to happen. Yes, like really, really awful. And I, it was just so bizarre being like, I think it's fine. And I suddenly remembered. And then she was okay. I was howling. I found it so brilliant and so upsetting and so moving. And their relationship, oh my goodness, but I couldn't believe that I'd forgotten what this everybody story. the whole world knows about what happens to Joan of Arc. It's like, no, no, she's fine. They changed it for the public. Yeah. No, I'm only kidding. Well, you'd be surprised how many people don't know that story, too, because it's not like they teach it in school. or yeah. it's. Yeah. I only know it from my dad being a history buff, you know, yeah. and telling me as a kid. And I actually have a picture of me when I'm, like, 11 years old next to the Joan of Arc statue in Paris, and I'm, like, imitating her. Yeah. Which is how crazy. ironic. I know, I know, it's crazy. And we found it when I when I did the part, but it was ama- I It was an amazing experience, and I learned a lot. And she is my inspiration, role model, everything. Glenn Close, no more. <laughs> yeah, yes, her too, her too. <laughs> so, so were you having weird dreams? Back to my earlier question, was it like a weirdness in your life during that time? I kind of always have weird dreams, but but it was definitely a weird, like it took me a while to kind of shake it off after I finished the play. It was it was four months and it was, um, yeah, I didn't realize how heavy it was until I was finished and I felt like I could kind of breathe again. But it's weird with theater. You're doing it every day and it's, especially when you're doing really intense scenes like that, it's like, your body doesn't really know you're acting. It's like you're, yes, you, you become a gap between no gap. what you're experiencing you're it and you're, yeah. so it's like, I was so, it was just, you're moving your body in the same way every night. And it's just, um, it was a relief to be done, but it felt, I'm so happy I did it. Cause I almost didn't because I was just scared, yeah. you know, well, but theater does that to you. Oh. Do, have you guys 
That's how we met. We That's how we met. Together. We did a play called Whirly Gig the, two years ago. Yes. That yes. saw that too. You did? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, that Hamish, Link, Hamish Linklater wrote it. And I played Grace's mother. And it was really, really fun. We were, it was a really fun cast. But it was those same feelings. I mean, we used to think there was a moment when I have to get into bed with her. And we were so scared all through rehearsal all the time that one of us was going to laugh. Like, just that, <laughs> just terrible. But Emily once said that Bill Naid said it's like agreeing to be ill for three months or something. And it really is because you, the whole everything, when the, but before the play, I feel absolutely terrified. The, the last one I did, the first four or five scenes, I would just be absolutely wretched with fear and just to folks and say he couldn't look at me on stage because I had crazy eyes. And I was like, that is so mean. And he's like, no, you just look. And then afterwards, you're so sort of wound up and then you get home and everybody's asleep. And then, you know, there is something horrible, yeah, horrible about it. But it's also, as Grace says, incredible and just wild. It's like floating. Yeah. You've done, you've done live theatre? No. Yes. yes. Not very much. I'm really, really, really scared. Really scared. But I'm going to try and force myself to... I, in fact, just recently there's a, a director that I met for something and then it didn't work out that I did it. And then, and then one of the, my agents was asking him again if I could pay, maybe be in the next thing that he's doing. And he was like, well, does she really want to do it? And the, so the director... Wrote, I mean, the agent ran me up and said you have to say whether you would really do it if you got the part. So I was like, my pants were even sweating just having this conversation, saying this now. And I was like, yes, I guess I would. I would. Yes, of course I would if I got the part. But I mean, I don't know whether I've got the part. But I'm like, oh my God, if I get that part, I have to do it. And you're This is like bungee jumping. I would rather be doing anything else at this moment. Why am I doing this? So tell me each of you, like, what's happening next? We'll go around. I don't know yet. I'm, uh, I just finished a movie in Nashville after the play which I loved. I loved Nashville so much. Um, I What's it called? It's called Violent Heart. And um, it was super fun. Romance, thriller type movie. And, and what's your role in it? I'm, I'm in high school and I, I fall in love with this guy and there's a huge twist at the end that I don't want to give away because it's like everyone who reads the script didn't see it coming, which is so rare to like mm-hmm. have a thriller that you can't tell what's mm-hmm. gonna happen. Um, but it's about it's more of about this blooming love that kind of goes really dark. Cool, Nashville's fun. Did you have hot chicken? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Medium, which I was told to get the mild, even if you like spicy, yeah. because you're like, you go crazy. <laughs> did you get boots? Did you come home with like boots? It's like Hell the boots yeah. are like oh. Starbucks. I got some and cowboy, amazing vintage clothing there. Oh. I got a lot of good stuff. Ring me and say that short. Anyway, um, I'm film. I'm f- acting in Dracula. They're making Dracula for Netflix and the BBC, which I'm doing now until July. Um, and you're playing um, Dracula. Dracula. Yeah, yeah. no, in two movements. I'm playing a Dutch nun called Sister Agatha, and um, that's all I can tell you. And then, um, and then Emily and I are writing something, and um, yeah, that's it. And I'm slowly thinking about, you know, wanting to direct again. What to? What to you should. You should. This is wonderful. What do you? Can you talk about? Is it a, a movie that you're writing together? No, it's a TV show, um, and it's like a, it's a, it's, a, well, a sort of, it's not Doll and M at all, but it's like a similarly sort of fucked up, codependent kind of relationship between two people that should probably not hang be out. hang out. Um, What's that called? Please, please be, be frank. frank, gang. I've got a film coming out called Relic, um, which is about sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 
Oh my god. Summertime. Summertime. It's a summertime. Or craft. It's yeah. Exactly. Um and uh it's a but it's a horror film. Whoa, ladies, it was so much fun. Thank you. Thank you. Always new. Always refreshing. Always candid. Always billing about. Robin Milling delivers what celebrities are saying to you.